Money FM 89.3, the best of the breakfast huddle. The Weekly Wrap on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's The Breakfast Huddle with Elliot Danka and Ryan Huang. It is time now for our weekly wrap. Will 28 be the new 35 when it comes to age eligibility to buy a BTO here in Singapore? Well, Workers' Party MP Louis Chua has called for singles to be allowed to apply for a built-to-order housing board flat from the age of 28 instead of 35. Currently, singles are allowed to apply for two-room flexi flats from the age of 35. He also suggested providing providing the CPF housing grants to singles on the tiered scale if the eligibility age is lowered to 28, where grants are set at a lower amount and increased by age up to 35. Is this a feasible idea? Does it make sense? Let's try and unpack these details and see if it works. Professor Sing Tian Fu, Head Department of Real Estate, NUS Business School and Director of Institute of Real Estate and Urban Studies at NUS is on the line with me. Good morning, Prof. Hi, good morning. Prof, I suppose for starters, singles can only buy an HDB flat at the age of 35, be it resale or apply for BTO. This single Singaporean citizen scheme, let's talk about how it's changed over the years and who came up with the age 35? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Actually, we look at a single scheme. Actually, we can go uh, back uh, to 1991. Mm-hmm. I think at the time, I think the Prime Minister... Uh, at the time was uh, I think Mr. Gochetong. Mm-hmm. I think he was I think, uh, the one that actually we started this uh, single scheme uh, at the time the single can only buy three room flat in a yeah. selected lo- non-mature estate yeah. and subsequently I think 2001 under the uh, Lee I think it was subsequently extended this uh, scheme to allow them to buy a three room flat in central area and then to to, to allow them to buy a bigger flat and only up to a very recent uh, 2013, uh, then I think this the first time the single above 35 is allowed to buy PTO, two-room flexi. Mm. Uh, I think that that's the time when they're first allowed to actually buy directly from HDB. Why is it 35? I think that was a policy actually set at the time, 35 years old. Uh, I guess probably that is a time when I think the... the uh, probably uh, more likely to, to if you don't get married after 35 at that time probably more likely that they will stay single I think mm. that, that probably yeah, a bit of a no, yeah. hope, no hope situation huh? but I got married <laughs> after 35 actually uh, uh, so there are two two areas that I, I do want to discuss with you yeah. definitely the issue on starting a family which is something that the government does encourage here in Singapore yeah. but the other issue on affordability I mean if HDB mm. the home loan eligibility mm exists, mm. then mm. why does it have to be 35? I mean, you could mm. easily go to HDB and apply for this HLE and see whether you can afford a home loan at the age of 30. Mm. Yeah, I think the, the uh, financial, I think if you buy the uh, home for as yeah. a family, I think yeah. there's no such age limit. I think okay. you probably... Uh, you can apply even uh, younger people actually apply uh, HBPTO even before they graduate. Mm. Uh, if if you have a family nuclear, yeah. I think I think that there's a separate issue. I think it's probably uh, the considerations for singer. I think at the time, uh, I know in 1991, mm. uh, we, have, we have not seen that kind of rising trend in terms of uh, right. people at this age uh, remain singer. But right. I think over the over the last 20, 30 years, I think the number of uh, people that remain singer at this age have actually gone up. In fact, all age below 35 and the, the rising trend in single, actually that's something uh, probably need to 
look into because a lot of people actually are married late or yeah. remain single even after that. Yeah. Yeah, since you bring up that point, so now the yeah. suggestion by yeah. MP Louis Chua mm. is to lower that age for Singaporean singles to apply for a new HDB flat to 28. Mm. What are your yeah. thoughts on the feasibility of that age, given the fact that, you know, people are staying single for longer, getting married mm. a lot later? Yeah, and and as we have seen, as mentioned just now, we have seen this rising, especially this group of 20. To 25 to 29, I think the, the people remain single actually have gone up very significantly over the last 30 years, mm-hmm. about 40% to about 75%. And then the other group we see is actually 30 to 34, also gone up, I think, but actually remain about 40%. And then the group after 35 is actually around 22%. What I mean, actually, it could be this group of people who are 25 to 29, uh, who are actually married late. Mm. Uh, they may not be single. They may be married because 75, you can drop to about 22 when they're actually above 20, 35 and above. Okay. So I think whether these people were at the age of 28, when they actually buy a house, is because they want to remain single or they want to have more private space. I think the decision, I think, is still uh, quite diverse. People actually buy 35 and above who buy this thing, uh, flat. Uh, they could be public possibility that they, they are not able to find uh, partner or they're not mm. uh, they, they decide to have actually uh, remain single and so on I think that that housing position may be different if that, compared to those at the age of 28 mm. if they have a house it, or probably because of COVID they don't want to stay with the parents they want some private space more exclusively they buy a house but subsequently they may want to consider you know, or they may get married later on yeah. Uh, the present the housing edition will be different. And then, then the, given the very constraint of total uh, resources, I think is then the allocation will be very very important. If it, by giving more to these uh, people with twenty eight to thirty five, then those who are thirty five and above will have to have less uh, housing. Mm. So who have more priority? Who should be given more priority? Then this should be evaluated carefully. Mm. Mm. You can only stay with your parents for so long. You might go nuts. You know? <laughs> but Prof, I think it's a fair point you bring up. I mean, 35 and above, putting the priority to them because the likelihood of remaining single or maybe even when they get married might be too late to have kids because, you know, it's tough on an older woman. That is a fact that we can't run away from. How does all of this play a part? I mean, especially with the notion that the government is trying to encourage family building. That's a very complicated thing to handle, right? It's like you're, you're being too traditional. You're putting an age limit. After 30, gone case. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I mean, the housing policy uh, from day one actually is actually very, very family-centric. Actually, they're trying to encourage family formation, give priority to family. Uh, that was when the, the, the first started in 1960. I think mm-hmm. it remained very important and still the main uh, kind of uh, policy consideration. I think for single, I think the question is uh, a little bit more uh, complex. I think whether... Housing and married vision is it correlated? Yeah. I think some some may think that oh okay, uh, those young people want to get a house before get married. Yeah. But whether the housing and the marriage vision is, is it correlated? Is it dependence on each other? You know, mm-hmm. you do have house and you don't get married. It's not necessarily the case. Mm-hmm. And then for those women single, it's not necessarily that they don't get married because they they don't have the house, right? Or do they or they they. If you give them the house, they will not get married. This sure. is very hard to separate the two. Yeah. I think at the moment, it's, uh, there are different considerations whether to get married or whether to get a house. Yeah. The, the, the housing, they are quite quite, quite different and quite complex. Uh. Yeah. So whether 
uh, whether should we allocate to more housing to the younger people? I think this, from the government standpoint, probably is still to the resource constraint mm-hmm. because already have uh, increased or step up the BTU to about twenty five thousand. How much? How many more do you want to increase? Mm-hmm. Because I think they also increase the quota for the single. Mm-hmm. I think more recently from fifty to sixty five. Uh, still, they are not enough. You know, there's still mm-hmm. a lot of competition for the for the uh, single. Uh, the two-room flexi unit. Yeah. So by extending it to 28, that means there will be more. If we don't step out the, the, the supply, that means the competition is going to be more uh, keen. Mm. It also makes it quite complicated for the housing market or at least the the, the public housing market. Because yeah. yeah. if I buy, say for example, hypothetical, I buy a two-room at the age of 30 or 28, say that I'm allowed to. So that's one HDB loan that I take. And then yeah. for some stroke of luck, five years later, yeah. I want to get married. So I've got this tool, I've got to wait another five years before I can That's sell right. it. And then I yeah. take another loan and i got to decide carefully, right? i got to make sure that it's a big enough house. Otherwise... I can't take another HDB loan after that. Yeah, that's the second part I actually considering. Mm-hmm. I think the other, the other, the other very important consideration is for the younger people. Actually, at the age of twenty-eight, right? I think if these are the group of people. You know, assume we follow the life cycle. You know, they graduated for the male, maybe twenty-five years old. Yeah. They start working. Uh, this is a point where they are, they are more productive, and then the income actually grows at the same time. Mm. You know, the first time you see them, the income is more than consumption because they start working, start to have some income. Compared to when they study, you know, they actually consume yeah. uh, from from the parents or something negative negative saving. Yeah. When they start to have some positive saving, twenty eight, you know, whether they, it's a good time for them to commit such a big uh, financial commitment because buying house is no small yeah. item, quite a yeah. big heavy, heavy commitment. So there'll be uh, a lot of other considerations as well because at this age they'll be uh, under this kind of career aspiration, wanting to be and more entrepreneur, wanting to spend more money on others consumption as well. I think by committing to this housing, this will constrain some of their consumption behavior. Right, and compared right. to those, you know, when you reach 35 and above, you know, your income may have gone to, to a more stable kind of a, yeah. a point, then you have more saving. Uh, and it's a buying house by then will be maybe more uh, uh, more prudent in terms of financial right, planning. Right. You're taking less loan as well because you had to build up quite a bit of CPF. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Mm. Yeah. Prof, a closing point. What are the gaps do you see in the single Singapore citizen scheme? How can it be expanded? Yeah, I think they probably they have also. I think last year, 2021, started to actually uh, uh, open up more flexibility for some of the singles to consider uh, renting as well. And if you don't really need uh, uh, to commit the purchase, as you mentioned just now, I, I haven't decided whether I want to set, uh, settle down and get, get married. Mm. Uh, be, if I just want more exclusive and private space, can I consider rental scheme? So they started mm. this joint, joint uh, rental scheme. Even though you have not found a flatmate, you still can actually apply for somebody's rental scheme. Okay. I think there's a very good uh, options. Uh, temp- trans- uh, record. It may not be a permanent solution, but it's actually give uh, people some uh, option to consider. Yeah. I would, whether will, I would like to stay alone independently with my yeah. sp- space or living with the parents, uh, 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 is it better off? I think, I think this gives uh, these young people's uh, option to consider so mm-hmm. that at least mm-hmm. uh, you have a rental scheme, you try it out first, whether this is something that uh, uh, works for them and and then they can actually plan ahead. Uh, yeah. Or yeah. more permanent kind of uh, options. 
Actually, sometimes young single people, what they really need is just a bit of trial and error. Go for a trial yeah, run, right. see how it goes before making a concrete decision. Yeah, <laughs> it's not easy to have their own house. It's true. Know, it's true. Yeah, to maintain, to keep, to keep the uh, financing and also yeah. to look after the place. Yeah. yeah, it's more than that. There are bills, electricity, and all that as well. Gosh, that's right. That's uh, yeah. Two old people here talking. A guy, Professor <laughs> Singh Ted Fu, head Department of Real Estate, NUS Business School, and Director of Institute of Real Estate and Urban Studies at NUS, helping me out this morning. Prof, I really appreciate your time this morning. Take care and have a great All right. Friday. All right. Thank you. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.